You're listening to Praxis Makes Perfect by REI. Hi, welcome to Praxis Makes Perfect. This is Carol from REI. Today you're in for a treat. We're going to feature an interview with one of our placement students from Communications and Media Studies, Ibukun Oyewole. So Ibukun is an international student from Nigeria, and she told us when we were working on Inclusion Week that, you know, one thing that merits discussion is the experience of international students, especially here at York. So Ibukun went out and got us an interview with her friend, Arohi Vakundre, who is also an international student. But I sat down with Ibukun as well and also had a conversation with her about her own experience as an international student. So, hope you enjoyed this episode. We're actually in luck today because we have a new episode which is a project of one of our placement students. So, I'll let her introduce herself. Hi everyone, my name is Ibukun Oyewale. I am the design and communication intern at the center. Okay, hi Ibukun. So, the idea behind this particular episode, and we will be joined by your friend, what's your friend's name? Arui. Arui, later, Yeah. you know, to join the conversation. But the idea behind the episode is a follow-up on the themes and questions we ask during Inclusion Week, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so, how do we make sure that EDI or equity, diversity, and inclusion incorporates, you know, um, the within the vision, equity for international students as well, mm. right? So we actually didn't have an opportunity to uh, do any particular event during Inclusion Week for or with international students. But it's one of those things, um, you know, that we certainly wanted to do. So for this episode, we're going to talk about the international student experience at York University. Okay, so let's put down our questionnaires first, Ibukun. Let's talk about um, why do you think it's important for international students to weigh in or also to give their thoughts about what equity is. Um, Don't be nervous. I'm so, making her nervous. <laughs> so, um, I think that it's really important because, like, everybody, university is a new experience for everybody, first mm-hmm. of all. And it's an even newer experience for you as an international student because not only are you in a new school, in a new country, probably in most cases all alone for like the first time ever, trying to figure out a lot of things, new people, new culture, new language for some people. And so I feel it's really important to carry along international students because a lot of times they don't necessarily know what should I say not necessarily know what to do but know where to go know mm-hmm. resources available because like the educational system is definitely very very different from countries so okay I'll give an example when I came in my first year I did not know that there was a writing center Oh. I was not aware, so I'd write essays and not do well in them, and I'd beat myself up for that. And then one day, one of my professors told me, have you used the writing center? And I said, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I had no I had no idea what that was. So 
I feel like education is very, very important for international students because we come from an extremely, entirely different culture, different way of life, different system with how things run. And so it's important for you to carry them along because education is very, very important because they get to learn new things and even sometimes unlearn things that, you know, that they might have beliefs and ideologies that they might have had before being in like the, the new country that they are in and so like yeah education is just very very important for everybody but most especially international students because a lot of times we're not aware entirely of all the resources available to us all the like a lot of things that information that we're just supposed to know or that people would expect us to know but we're actually just not aware so I feel like that's like very very important Thanks. Um, that's very interesting because um, apart from the cultural, you know, experience, the new cultural experience that you're talking about, uh, the basic familiarity with services addresses an aspect of accessibility as well, right? Yeah. So you're coming from a different set of circumstances and a lot of the things uh, people take for granted, maybe that they grew up with, right? Yeah. Uh, that um, a university, for instance, would have a center mm-hmm. for supporting students, right? Um, for writing, for academic writing, adjusting, right? Or even student accessibility itself, right? That uh, it's something that many students might not be you know, aware of. But what you're talking about really is something even before that, uh, how to look for them. Yeah. Right? Or what even to look for. Right? So let's talk about REI because that's another resource that the university has. Uh, Of course, this podcast is brought to you by the Center for Human Rights. But when did you actually learn about the existence of the Center for Human Rights, Ibukun? Um, I knew because I'm very involved with um, student gov- um, governorship and student leader. I'm in a lot of student leadership positions. So I knew about the existence of the REI Center, but I was not, it was just like, oh, yeah. It's, it's just an office. Yeah, yeah, it's just an office. Exactly. It's just an office. There's a center for human rights and equity. But then that's I just knew of his existence. I didn't have any if you'd asked me where the office was, I wouldn't be able to tell you where it yes. was. So And you didn't know there was a placement at I first. did not know that. <laughs> I I I didn't know that. So yeah. Yeah, so that's a very good example. So let's try out some of the questions you helped me draft. <laughs> I think these are very good questions because I myself was an international student yeah. to Canada many, many years ago. Let's not ask how long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you begin with asking about the inspiration to study abroad, right? Yeah. So everybody has their different reasons. What about you? Why did you choose Canada, first of all? And then why York? <laughs> Um, so I would not necessarily say that I had a choice. Aha! <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily like a choice of like, oh, what country do you want to go? Okay. And then I was like, you know, maybe London. No, mm-hmm. I don't want to. No, it wasn't like that. It happened like that. It was like, okay, you're going to Canada, you're applying to these schools, you're applying to these schools. And whatever schools take you, that's where you're going. <laughs> so, um, but um, the decision for York actually was my decision. Okay. And I, I tried to look for the most diverse university oh. campus. That was like, yes. that was the main, the main thing that was like, this has more diversity here it looks like it's a more diverse place and it's somewhere i would want to go because it's just somewhere that i felt like i'd feel more comfortable being Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. and yeah that's why i chose york because it it just looked more diverse yes so it was a number one priority for you to fit in yes yes right to to find belonging so 
what would you say were the biggest challenges that you faced coming here? I would say, first of all, the culture shock. Culture shock can happen in... I feel like culture shock encompasses everything or most things. It Mm -hmm. can happen in different ways. It can happen as a result of language barriers. Mm -hmm. It can happen as a result of different beliefs like... um, What's what is acceptable here and what is not acceptable back home or what's acceptable back home mm-hmm. and is not acceptable here. Can you give me an example? Um one example would be let me see. Um one okay. One time in my first year mm-hmm. I got into an argument with my roommate because I was giving myself a pedicure. <laughs> <laughs> in the room in my room which like back home is normal yeah. it's okay mm-hmm. but then she's like no like you don't do that in your room in your room she said don't do that like you know do it in like a bathroom or something but not like in a room that you share with oh, okay okay so yeah so I guess yeah things like uh, that I guess it's people's level of comfort right yeah so Oh, so you were sharing a room with your uh, new roommate. Yeah. Yeah, so that was something. Well, I remember my own daughter, you know, when she came here. She was surprised that they allowed uh, in Catholic school, in high school here, uh, for students to grow and paint their nails, grow them long, right? Because she came home from... she. She came from the Philippines before, yeah. and she, during her schooling there, uh, which was from kindergarten to grade five, she wasn't allowed mm. to wear any nail polish or that sort in Catholic school. It's still the rule there. Yes, even back home for me too. Yes, yeah. right? But for here, they didn't really mind. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's still it's still a rule for me back home too. Cause you saying that it's like I remember back home you couldn't do your nails, you couldn't do your hair too fancy. It had to be like neat, clean, tidy. Yeah, nothing like extra. Um, also, um, I did one year of university back home mm-hmm. before I came here, and um, they had dress codes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Even without a uniform, we had a dress code. Yeah. They yeah. had dress codes, and you had to dress corporately to class every day. Mm-hmm. Every day, you had to dress looking corporate, nice, tidy, neat. Wow. So, when I came here, I like, I could wear sweatpants to class. <laughs> <laughs> if I How did to, you feel about that? I, I was very nice. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> Hooray, yeah. Because, like, it's like, you have to... Dress like you're going to an office every morning. No. Well, I don't know how everybody else feels about that, but <laughs> no, I mean, I, it's very comfortable. That's yeah, the it, point. Yeah, I I kind of liked it too because I don't know. Um, I just like dressing like corporately, but here it's kind of like you have to dress a certain type of way, but like also keep make like look nice. Yeah. But then back home, everybody looks the same. <laughs> Everybody looks the same. More room for self-expression. Yeah. Okay. So, now that you're here, how has your experience studying here at York, you know, affected your personal growth? Would you say, you know, what's the biggest thing you appreciate that you learned, for example? Mm. Um, I have to say that um, being in... York, being an international student in a new country, has been, I wouldn't say challenging, but it has tested me more as a person than anything has ever Mm. tested me. And it's pushed me to a point where I had to, like, really take a step back and find myself. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, it's just you now. So you have to figure out who you are. You have to figure out what you want. You have to figure out what you stand for. You have to, like, 
you know it it pushed me to a point of having to like take a step back and figure out who I am and find myself and like yeah so in is in in that regard I would say it has it has pushed my personal growth a lot because I had to kind of like decide okay this is what I want to study this is what I like I like being a student leader mm-hmm. I like doing this these are my friends these are the type of extracurricular activities I want to like engage in so yeah and then just being able to be like be strong and independent for yourself giving you a mind of your own to be able to make decisions on like what is right and what is wrong because like your parents are not here to tell you oh no don't do this mm-hmm. you it's not a good idea you'd have to like decide on your own that you know I'm not going to eat house I'm going to do groceries <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so you have to like it's it's improve it, it pushes you to grow up yes growing up grow yeah. up yes because now it's just you and there's no mommy there's no daddy there's nobody to tell you what is right and what is wrong you have to do that for yourself you have to make your own decisions and trust your own decisions and know that like you're making the right decision for yourself mm-hmm. and you have to be responsible so that you you know that indeed you are making the right decisions for yourself mm-hmm. so i have to be i have to say i'm i'm very impressed that you know that you would buy groceries instead <laughs> of eating out a, because yeah. i remember when i was you know i was actually living with my parents when up until uh, high school and then university, I also moved out. But same country, you know, so I was still in Manila. But there was one time I remember my both my parents had to go out of town for work. And I wasn't as disciplined as you. They left me money, you know, for me and my siblings. I have two brothers, one sister. And they said, okay, this is for the full week. You have to, you know, budget what you eat. And we had pizza for the first three days and starved for the next oh. <laughs> next two. When I wish I was like more like you. No, to be fair, the first time I did groceries, I bought a whole pack of chicken. Mm-hmm. I cooked it, I fried it, and I ate every single one. <laughs> because no, because usually back home, you'd be allowed to take one piece. In, if my mom was in a good mood, she'd give you two pieces or three. But that that was all. It wasn't. It never got more than four. Especially when you're sharing. Yes, <laughs> I guess. So when, especially when you have siblings and yeah. everybody's home. So I went house. I bought a whole pack. I think about fifteen to sixteen pieces. It's like <laughs> cooked it. I cooked it. It's mine. It's mine, and I ate all of it. I don't go. So. I mean, yeah, it's it, it comes with that freedom, but then, like yeah. at a certain time, you have to like kind of you know, just buckle up and, do that. <laughs> and learn. You can't do that. <laughs> but, yeah, I've been there. Yes, I have. Now, I think we already talked about some cultural experiences you encountered, uh, but what are some of the things you think you've adopt adapted? do right like yeah. uh you first you found it kind of new uh, a different cultural experience but now you kind of sort of adopted it for yourself um the first one that comes to my mind this is this will be funny but the first one that comes to my mind is saying water instead of water <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> But um, but I love how you say it. No. <laughs> I go to the stores and be like, "Can I please have water?" You say water. I say, "Yeah, water." <laughs> you mean water? I mean, yeah, I mean water. <laughs> but um, I would say that um, just being your own person and making decisions for yourself, being responsible that has like that's one thing that like I really 
kind of like adapted to and it has also just like made me change my perception on life generally that like you, you know you have actually have to like go out and like put in the work put in the efforts for the things that you want mm-hmm. nobody's going to like hand it down to you and say you know I like you take <laughs> you, you have to you have to go and put in the work and you know work hard for the things that you want and then also just um you have to be i used to be very very um to myself i still am <laughs> i still am i i didn't used to communicate well a lot of times if i just be quiet if anything was happening or if anything, i just not see anything at all if I go out, I would not necessarily go out. I would not go out of my way to say hi to anybody. Oh, socializing. To, yeah, yes. socializing. But, you know, like being here, especially in my first year, mm-hmm. that was kind of like the same mentality I had in my first semester. I was like, I'm not going to say hi to anybody. Not because, like, I wanted to be like a snob, but just I. I say I have a little bit of social anxiety, mm-hmm. so because like I I don't want to say something I say the wrong thing, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to like keep it to myself. If nobody says hi to me, I'm not going to say hi to anybody. Mm-hmm. But um, I realized that like you know, is you have to go out, leave your comfort zone sometimes. Yes. To um to find friends to find people. And people are very important in like in life, like your network, the friends you have, is very very important. So that's also one thing that, like learning how to actually speak to people and interact and engage and mm-hmm. come out of your comfort zone to actually do the things that you want to do. Because if you don't speak up and say, "Oh, I'm interested in this, I like this," nobody's going to like hand out anything to you you have to actually come out of your comfort zone and go out and get the things that you want Mm -hmm. so we've actually talked about this elsewhere i remember we we were walking to very i think we we talked about the lockdown during the pandemic yeah what year were you in when this happened i was in my second year okay and some of my third year Okay, so did you have to go home or were you just here? Yeah, so for my second year, I was home the whole time. Mm. First semester, second semester, I was back home for my second year. And doing everything online? Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) Doing everything online. Yeah. So you talked to me a little bit about, um, you know, having to relearn that part right like Mm. being social again yeah (laughs) because um i was home for most of it i was at home Mm -hmm. i didn't see more than my family yes Mm -hmm. for the longest time it was just my family's face so i'd go out and i'd be so exhausted when i came back or go to classes (laughs) and be extremely exhausted waking up early for 8 a.m classes was like <laughs> it took a little bit of getting yes, used to. Yes, it took a little bit of like getting used to and like going back, and mm-hmm. then, um, yeah, just being in a class and having to speak. Hi, yeah, I want to say something, and yeah, but um, yeah, it has just been in in that regard. He has like staying with just five people for like almost a year, mm-hmm. and then now it's like okay, time up go and yeah. go back to the jumpy <laughs> <laughs> jumpy fun talking to everybody person that you were yeah it's, so. it's almost like you know you're learning all these new things yeah. adjusting and then oops no it's like a break from that yeah. right so you have to pick up from yeah and then you have to almost start all over again oh okay yeah, yeah. so yeah it was definitely a difficult time mm-hmm. uh and I could see it was especially hard on young people, you know. So I was teaching during the pandemic uh, and scrambled to teach online. Mm-hmm. 
I my my own daughter uh, was still in university at that point, and because she's in theater, you know, so it was a big blow to performers mm. and the clubs and the <laughs> the ones that you belong to, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I know you're very active in your extracurricular activities. Could you give us a list of some of your um, positions? So. <laughs> It's a I, long list. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Um, I'm the president of the Nigerian Students Association, and I'm also the founders college director for the YFS. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is belonging to tiny communities like that or big communities, like in the case of the YFS, is very very important because. That's how you build community. That's how you make friends. That's how you mm-hmm. um, meet people. That's how you connect. And that's how you also stay grounded. It's very important. I think that's, that's one of the things that really, really helped me was finding my community, finding my people, and just like connecting with everybody and making friends and meeting new people. I made one friend. That one friend took me to the African Students Association. I made a couple of friends there. They took me to the Nigerian Students Association. I made a couple of friends there. Made a couple of friends there to other people. And that's just how you, you meet one person. And from that one person, you meet a thousand other people. <laughs> so, and I feel like as like an international student, it's very important for you to like find a community that you resonate with it can be mm-hmm. it, it can be like a um a student's club for anything for maybe your a country's club or a robotics club or a dance club anything like whatever it is i feel like finding a community is very 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 important because that is what would keep you grounded yeah yeah and it it sustains you right yes um, gives you the the energy mm-hmm. the motivation yeah so now that we've covered your involvements though i wanted to ask you a little bit about family you know so you mentioned you're here on your own uh how old were you when you started on your own here 17 oh my god <laughs> uh how have you managed connection with your family for instance and keeping up with what's going on back home um i i'm very close to my family um i come from a family of five mm-hmm. <laughs> three i have two siblings a brother and a sister just oh, like you fun. yes <laughs> and my parents and we my family is very very close extremely close even mm-hmm. and we we I talk to I try to talk to them as often as I can my parents call me every day <laughs> oh, that's so <laughs> they cool. call me every day and on the days where I'm unable to pick up my mom starts to get worried <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why but she thinks it's necessary for her to speak to me every day I appreciate her love thank mm-hmm. you <laughs> But um yeah, I I'm in close contact with my family and that helps me a lot if I'm being honest, more than anything actually. Yeah. More than anything. That's what keeps me going. They're very encouraging, very like loving, very caring and just always like supportive. So there's that. I have my friends as well. Um I have a best friend that's back home and we've been best friends since we were I think nine mm-hmm. yeah and we're still best friends <laughs> oh so you keep in touch so we keep yeah. in touch yeah you're lucky because it's so easy now <laughs> yeah. with uh you know the yeah. different apps yeah oh I remember when I was an international student I literally had to buy those international uh telephone yeah. cards <laughs> You know, so yeah. and then when it's too cold outside, I'm like, I'm too lazy to buy those phone cards. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I guess I won't be calling home. Home for a while. No, I can imagine, especially when um, it was just before that. I'm sure it was just letters. Yes, and they yes. take like months to get there. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, um, I I talk to my friends and family. Um, I also try to go home as often as I can. Mm-hmm. I try to go home as often as I can, but um, in instances where obviously like going home is expensive or you can't go home when you want to. Again, like finding a community that's just like resonates with you. Going for um, I'm Nigerian, so like going for like events that have like Nigerian music or Nigerian mm-hmm. food, and socializing and talking with other Nigerians is always like a very fun time. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> you have to tell me uh, where they is that's a good recipe for jollof rice <laughs> actually exists out there in Toronto? <laughs> Is there any restaurant? Yes, yeah, there's, there's actually one oh, not far from here. <laughs> oh, God. You have to uh, write that down for me. So, what advice would you give to other students, you know, other international students, potential international students who hope to study abroad and how would you recommend they prepare for their experience? Um... I would say just be very open-minded. Don't expect anything. And don't, um, yeah, be very open-minded. Don't expect anything. Don't close your mind off to anything because anything can happen. (laughs) (laughs) Anything can happen, but that's, it's a different culture. It's a different place, a different country. And the only way that you would be able to enjoy it mm-hmm. to the fullest is to have an open mind and be willing to learn, be willing to be a part of other people's cultures, other people's lived experiences. Like, just be willing to, like, immerse yourself completely. Like, it's good to hold on to your home culture and like you know like you never lose sight of that because like when everything comes down to that's who you are that's who you always be but don't come and be like oh my god i miss home oh i miss this oh i miss that like allow yourself experience this new place that you're in Mm -hmm. to the fullest allow yourself experience and feel everything go for meet as many people as you can go for as many events as you can participate in as many things as you can talk to as many people as you can and just yeah just be open-minded and allow yourself to experience whatever new country and whatever new culture that you are going into yeah that's very good advice that's actually good advice for learning anything new yeah Right, uh, you have to uh, be comfortable in the discomfort mm. as well. I I actually wanted as a piece of advice also because I read this in the news and it's a bit concerning. Was that there were a lot of international students uh, here in Canada who uh, were unfortunately victimized by a scam? Mm. Right, so instead of an actual institution being behind the admissions letters, etc., etc., when they arrived, they discovered the institution didn't exist or mm. the papers were fake, etc. I believe York University uh, web pages now carry a very prominent warning, you know, yeah. for applicants. Uh, and so because of that, a lot of students are actually, you know, they thought they were coming in as students, mm. are getting deported yeah so that's something unfortunate which actually also shows us how much vulnerability right Mm. international students have when they venture out yeah right because it's uh, a new place but first and foremost you know uh, they have to watch out for uh, those things right Mm -hmm. it's probably also connected to the popularity of a particular country Mm. in drawing international students. Yeah. But you mentioned if you had a choice it uh, it might not have been Canada. Um <laughs> no. Um if I had a choice, I don't know. I haven't ever thought about it. Mm-hmm. If I had a choice where to go for school, 
I don't know. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're lucky you chose Canada because you chose York, and now you're our placement student. <laughs> Thanks so much, Ivukun. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Praxis Makes Perfect. I am Ivukun Oyewale, the design intern, design and communication intern at the REI Center. And on today's episode, we'll be talking about international students and their experiences and contributions to equity and diversity at the York University campus. We have a special guest with us today here. Do you want to introduce yourself? For sure, yes. Uh, so hi, everybody. My name's Aruhi Van Kudre. I am a fourth-year student studying at York. This is my fourth year in Canada. I come from India, Bombay, one of the biggest metropolitan cities in India, if you say so. But uh, yeah, I'm here with Ibukun to speak about my experience. So shoot your questions at me. <laughs> okay. Um, so the first question I have to ask you is, what inspired you to study abroad? Why mm-hmm. did you choose Canada? And why did you choose York? Okay. So why Canada, right? If I knew Canada was so cold, I wouldn't have ever come here. Okay. But now that I'm here, living four years strong, um, honestly, if I had to be honest, I think my mom is my biggest inspiration. My mom's always wanted to uh, come outside, see how life outside is. And to be honest, she never, she couldn't fulfill her dreams. So I think I am a medium through which I'm completing the dreams. I don't mind anything. I don't mind India. I don't mind Canada. But now that I'm here, I'm here to make it special for her and for myself. Um, why York? Because this is the only university which I feel was very diverse, international, public university, very convenient for all international students because subways right here, amazing student residences around, and yes, and mainly my course is what is business and society. Yeah. Okay. So you talk about diversity and in <clears throat> York University. So I wanted to ask you, um, what have what has been your like biggest challenges mm-hmm. being like studying abroad being in a school that is although it's abroad although it's like very very diverse but it's also like still abroad in a new country that you've never been before new experiences and like what challenges have you faced and how have you overcome them mm-hmm. so i think um coming here by yourself at the age of 18 is a very big accomplishment not only for me but for every international student who's been here so for me i think the biggest challenge that i encountered was a cultural shock because i come from a very strict enclosed catholic school so for me to step out into a bigger world where you know you have freedom of your choices your opinions whatever you want to do you don't have like parents to tell you to come back home at a certain time before the sun sets or something like that so you have to make sure that you're making the right decisions and you're with the right friend circle all the time so yes my first year was a little you know it was like one of my biggest challenge because it was my first year away from my parents and you know living alone is not is not very easy it it is a challenge by itself so it's like honestly hats off to every international student who's actually stepped out of that comfort zone stepped away from their family and that privilege of getting you know home food served on a table i feel like that's one of my biggest challenges for me to step out of my comfort zone and come all the way away from my parents live by myself and make you know the decisions and choices that have made me a person today Okay. So how would you say this has impacted your personal growth? Um I am definitely in terms of personal growth I am definitely way more independent. I don't want I do not even when I go back home for vacations now I don't like, you know, I don't like I don't like the fact that I have someone doing my dishes, oh. which is a very general basic thing cuz back home we're so used to like maids and people doing things for us, but I feel like once you're like used to it you're used to you know living in your own space mm-hmm. living independently being responsible yeah. you cannot be careless out here you cannot just like you know make rash rash decisions that will put you in circumstances where you know it's questionable mm-hmm. so i feel in terms of pers- personal growth i feel like being independent mm-hmm. becoming like a strong mature lady having like you know control of emotions i'm still learning that that don't have a control of my emotions yet because uh-huh. i do miss home sometimes but i feel like um being independent responsible 
you know, having that emotional capability to say to myself that it's okay that you're away from home. It's okay to be, you know, where you are right now. Everything happens for a reason. Uh-huh. And I'm pretty sure, like, there's a bright path ahead of you. Uh-huh. Okay, so you talk about, like, becoming, like, more responsible mm-hmm. and taking, like, responsibility for yourself and, you know, doing all those things. So, like, do you, have you, like, ever experienced, like, or what type of like cultural differences have you experienced and like how do you like adapt to them because like i know like definitely it's like things are definitely different not only in just like the way of life Mm -hmm. but just like in like culturally like being especially in york university like being in such like a diverse place with people from all over the world you go to classes and they're like people from every single most countries in the world so like have you like what cultural differences have you experienced (coughs) and how like have you adapted to them so i feel uh, when it comes to cultural differences we have students from all over the world right and the way their culture brought them up and the way our culture brought like my culture brought me up and the way your culture brought you up is very different so some things that i might say or i might do might be a little offensive to you right and it might be the same thing for a person coming from a different culture so what i think is you know an advice if i had to give out here would be basic would be be very like you know you need to be very sensitive because people from a lot of cultures are here right some might not know what <clears throat> some things are so we need to show them we need to help them we need to guide them they're here by themselves too so i feel like us you know raising out and helping hand to them is like will cause you no harm so we're all here together as a family at the end of the day we're still humans we're different cultures yes i feel like <clears throat> in india you have a very restricted culture you know when it comes to like going out for parties or you know the drinking culture and everything so people are here they do bad things everything happens but again like you you're there to help them like i feel like me being a friend to everyone be it whatever culture doesn't matter be it whatever age i feel is a very big thing so you just being like a friend to like a person from a different culture getting to know the culture is a big accomplishment yeah you know so yeah okay um so um, in terms of like different cultures, York definitely has a lot of cultures, a lot of diversities. There are also like a lot of events that they do that try to like cater to everybody. I remember there was a cultural fest that happened a few months back. But um, the question I was ask you today right now is that like, first <coughs> of all, how do you feel like? Do you feel like the university does enough to like cater to international students? Or, yes, like, do you feel like the university does enough, has enough resources? In terms of, like, uh, attending international students, like, in all ways, like, financially. Yeah, and like, financially, um, creating a community, mm-hmm. helping them with, like, issues such as, like, immigration, um, catering to, like, mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like... York is a very big university Mm -hmm. and I know there's York International to help us international students, Mm -hmm. right? (coughs) I'm sorry, but I feel like what... Because I know there are different associations too, like the NSA, if I'm not right, if I'm not wrong. Then we have the ISA, the Indian Student Association, the Nigerian Student Association. Um, But what I feel like, we have these different associations helping, you know, students belonging from their own country and stuff like that. But York International as a whole, I feel its outreach should be more. It's enough, yes. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it does lack in a lot of things. Like, for example, incoming students, right? Mm -hmm. We're still studying here. So we're at in Canada. So for us to get help is easier compared to any incoming student, right? For me, I remember when I applied to York as an incoming student, like it was very tough for me to get hold of York International itself because you're going to have a lot of questions, right? If I was a parent, like my kid's going away, where's my kid going to stay? How, if my kid's ever feeling homesick, what are they going to do about it, right? So I feel like it's outreach, it's marketing, you know, it's communication with all international students should be increased mm. or should be on a more wider level mm-hmm. you know where it's like out there mm-hmm. like you guys have like so many events that are so popping but why is it that york international as a whole mm-hmm. is not popping yeah you know yeah so york university should make 
more attempt to high like showcase that side that aspect exactly be it hiring more people hiring we like as international students i feel like york has more international students than domestic domestic students True. i'm not sure about the numbers but i'm assuming that right so why is york international not very prominent yeah. why is it not the eye of everything mm-hmm. right yeah. so i just feel like that's what it should be like okay thank you very much for that no problem um So the next question I want to ask you is how did you get to know about the IRI center? So um it was through my friend <laughs> IB if I have to be honest like I wouldn't know otherwise. Yeah. So if I have to be clearly honest it would yeah. be through you. So um because of that I just wanted to highlight how like um just because I asked that question because of how you said that like things there are all these resources available but people don't know about them because like the university doesn't like always necessarily showcase these things a lot so I just to ask you like the what do you think like the importance of education for example like us the human rights center human rights and equity and inclusion center people know some people know about this but not everybody knows about it so I just to ask you like how important do you think education is for especially international students like on resources that are available to them mhm more than education i feel awareness mm-hmm. awareness should be put on top you you create that awareness amongst people like we do have something for equity and inclusion then you educate them yeah. you know so let there let there let there be a bell ringing let there be an awareness bell ringing for all international students that hey look we have something for rights like rights for equity and inclusion and then you educate them right you could also uh, create awareness and educate them but i yeah. feel like put awareness on top because i feel like some people even need to be alerted yeah. that hey look we have something called as this Yeah. In case you think that we did not have, we do have something called as this and then you go on to educate them because yeah. I'm pretty sure that there would be a lot of people who would be interested in this, right? Yeah. So, I'm not even sure if they know that exactly. this exists, yeah. right? So create that awareness, create marketing campaigns, advertise, posters, whatever is required. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um have you participated in any extracurricular activities or volunteer opportunities while at York and how have they enriched your experience um extracurricular to be honest i've been drowned in my assignments mm-hmm. so i know when it comes to like third and fourth year it's very difficult to step out and be like hey you know what i have a basketball match to like participate three times a week like yeah. i honestly don't have the time for that because i'm so drowned with my assignments and i'm so engulfed with everything that i have to get my gpa up for like from a 6 to 7 that i do not have time for extra curricular but i would definitely say for all first year and second year students take as much as part as you can in volunteering opportunities it does help when you come to your third and fourth year you'll actually think about that oh like cuz in your fourth year you give so much of importance to resumes and mm. career career opportunities career fairs and everything like that that you would have looked back like 2 years and been like oh my god like why didn't i take part in this this could have been on my resume today yeah york has so many opportunities right york itself has so many opportunities so get in touch like with you know the career center for yeah. example reach out different volunteer opportunities they have exchange programs go for exchange programs that helps you helps you build your resume and as a person and like for a person like in fourth year I think it does it's a very big helping hand. Um have you how have you maintained connections with your home country and culture while studying abroad? I feel like taking a break is a must. Mm. And everyone needs everyone needs a break. You cannot no one's a robot out here. We all humans. We have blood in us. We have emotions in us. But I feel like you going back home to your parents like you know even if it's for like I'm um, see again like I know everyone's like not everyone's like financially to do you know very well like some of some of the parents have put in a lot of efforts and you know hard work to send their child all the way to Canada my parents are one of them so I I took up a part time job in my first year and I used to pay for my own tickets to go back home but again like I feel like get involved at York if you think 
you're you cannot fly back home you know speak to your parents more often speak to your friends more often like connect with them that's one way to keep in touch with at least your family and friends but apart from that if you think you know you want to keep in touch with your culture and all the activities back home again york has a lot of associations get involved clearly it's on every poster at york is get involved get involved at york international you can even become a global peer mentor because mm-hmm. i was a global peer mentor at york so yeah. for me it was like as an international student like what was so different about india what are you bringing from india to you know canada yeah. so yeah just get involved with everything york has to offer okay and then what advice would you give to other students considering studying abroad and how would you recommend that they prepare for the experience to be honest research research dig deep mm-hmm. connect connect on all social media platforms facebook i know york has a facebook page connect build connections that connections might some of them might be strong some might might some might be temporary but honestly connect and do a lot of research before coming like you know if i know there is like a disconnect there's like a broken link between like what information we can provide and what information international students need but i know we have resources like youtube facebook that gives you if you're worried about where your child's going to stay where what's he going to eat and everything like that so there are a lot of honestly research yeah research and connect so yeah okay thank you very much for um your take on no problem <laughs> <laughs> and yeah i hope that everybody listening out there is able to learn and get some experience from this it's very very important that like you know we <coughs> carry international students along in everything that we do mm-hmm. because our experiences are definitely um i feel like we express everything a little bit more than everybody else definitely 100% because yes because we express <coughs> everything a little bit more and it's a bit more intensely is the word so um yeah thank you for thank you so here. much ib for thank having you me for you listening and yeah Hi. So I have a question for the two of you. Mm-hmm. So if there was one um equity issue or social justice issue that was important, you consider the most important to international students. Uh what would you say it was? Oh, the tuition. Tuition. <laughs> Very good. Why? Um <laughs> I have the same answer in my head, so mm-hmm. <laughs> um Could you tell me your experience about tuition fees lately? What's has there been an increase, etc.? Tuition is a very very is Do you want to go first? Yeah, I can go first. Yes. I already have it all in my mind because I'm ready to shoot <laughs> very good. But um let's just take a very big example, yeah. COVID-19. Mm. Right? I think that's the biggest baseline example that any international student could give. Um I don't mean to like remove my frustration or anything out here, but I just feel like mm-hmm. uh it needs to be voiced out. Um COVID-19 in the year COVID-19, I think it hit like to 2020 March. Yeah. 2020 but March. All I'm going to sum this up is that all international students got was a $2000 bursary. Wow. We weren't given access to any libraries. Nothing. We weren't on campus. The campus was shut down. Only lights were there. Thank you for getting us back home from the TTC to back to our student residence because the lights helped us. But um we weren't allowed to use Xerox machines, Scott Library, Tate McKenzie, nothing. Mm-hmm. And yet we were still paying whole fees. Yeah. Wow. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that was fair to mm-hmm. us or any mm-hmm. of the international students. Tuition also went up by <coughs> a couple of thousand dollars after that. <coughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, it did for some of the courses. Yeah. Okay. It went up a couple of thousand dollars after that. And um I feel like is to a certain extent we can say it's fair because domestic students are taxpayers, have been taxpayers. you know all that money from taxes what sometimes they used to justify it but i feel as though it's also unfair because if it was a certain percentage more that would be fair but this is mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Times is ex. Yeah, that's the word. It's multiplied by ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I have to be like honest with numbers, it would be a domestic student paying like four thousand dollars for one year compared to like an international student who's paying twenty five thousand, fifty thousand dollars. Exactly, wow. and plus residence fees, and yeah, plus yes. food, and plus transportation. And we don't drive. Yeah, and I feel as though they do not, um, they don't make enough accommodations for that, for uh, um, somebody who. Maybe whose parents have lost their jobs, mm-hmm. or they don't make enough accommodations to for international students for that. Um, and I know one thing they do is if you if you are not able to pay your tuition from the year before, you're not going to be able to enroll in courses. Yes, yeah. You're not going to be able to do this and do that. And I just feel as though um, there's there's that um, issue. There's that problem. Um, also, one thing that I do want to talk about is this is a story of a friend of mine who was in, we're all in third year together. And um, sometime in between his third year, he, um, he, he lost his dad. And um, because of that, he was mentally struggling with his mental health and felt as though he wanted to take a break from school and education mm-hmm. and all of that. <clears throat> but before he could do that, there was a concern from his parents, his mom's lawyer, that if you're taking a break, you'd have to come back home because if you're either working or studying mm-hmm. in Canada and if you're on a student's visa, you have to be in school. So imagine having to deal with all those emotions and then having to think about like immigration and all of that. Like there are really no accommodations and there there are some accommodations, but I feel like it's not it's not enough. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not enough, and I feel like there's definitely room to do better. There is definitely room for improvement, and this is one of the things that um. One of the major things that the YFS is um, fighting for is to like the inequality in tuition fees, mm-hmm. yes. because it's 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 not it's not fair at all on anybody. It's not fair at all on anybody. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and um, <clears throat> yeah, I and wanted, uh, sorry, sorry. I I wanted to ask uh, because uh, Rohi mentioned working. Right, so are there still limitations on uh, how many hours or where you could work yeah. when they, you're a student? Yeah, they used to when I was in first year. I remember it was it could be only twenty hours mm-hmm. yeah. in a week, but I know they've extended it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, again, if you're working on campus, there's not uh there's not a restri- there's no limit. Mm-hmm. You could work as many hours as you can. That's why I worked on campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, if you're looking for a job outside, outside York University, off the campus of York University, again, there is a restriction. I'm not sure about how many hours, mm-hmm. but yeah. Okay. And you also, I believe that international students, you have approximately two to three years to get a job after graduation. Uh, yeah, otherwise you get sent back home. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. new. Yeah. I think that 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 is for every country because I remember my brother was studying in the oh. UK too. For UK, it was a year. But in Canada, they give you a time limit, I think, of two to three yeah. years. You're right. You, it's three years, but of those three years, you have to have worked for a year. So it's basically two years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So have either of you applied for uh, permanent Resident status? Not no. yet. You Not can't yet. do that okay. because you need after you graduate, you need one year of experience in your field. So you can't. So say I've, I'm I'm studying business and society. It's my fourth mm-hmm. year, and now that I graduate, I need any administrative role itself. Like I cannot. Okay. I cannot be working part time at yeah. like a retail. And it store. has to be in your field. It yes. has to be in my strictly okay, in my so field. Okay. So lots yeah. of new immigration rules because I, I was an international student as well oh yeah. okay yeah and I got my uh, work experience teaching at U of T and that was you know even if it was part time mm-hmm. uh, it was accepted so it's it sounds very strict right now it does <laughs> yeah. it does because again like now that you work too like whatever job mm-hmm. you do you're 
job title mm. or whatever you're holding also mm-hmm. comes under certain category like mm-hmm. it comes under certain uh role like a section like section 1 section 2 section 3 mm-hmm. for example if my job like even if it's the most basic job for example i studied banking or finance i cannot i cannot be a bank teller because with the help of a bank teller i will not be able to apply for permanent residency hmm. it has wow. to be yes 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 um because i remember i uh, i was looking into this and um they said that there is a certain uh, I don't even know what's called a tier a tier that you have to okay. be at yeah so mm-hmm. my job title has to be at, like I ha- I could for my field I have to be either a e-commerce business it has to be a role of a manager a supervisor it cannot mm-hmm. be an assistant it cannot be an advice it cannot be a general advisor mm. so I have to escalate up in the ladder mm-hmm. like in the hierarchy to be able to apply for my permanent residency Wow. Yeah, I know. So you, when you graduate, you can't even start like with a basic job. You need to have like Yeah, but know? who's going to give you a job that, you know, right out of Exactly. University. That's my point. <laughs> yeah. That's my point. That's exactly oh the point. Cuz it's not just like York students graduating. It's yes. like York, UFT, TMU, name the universities. Yeah. How many people are graduating and there's like probably that one position that you want at Tesla, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it's just tough. It's tougher. Mhm. But with your credentials though, I imagine that other countries might be competing for uh international students talents, right? So which is kind of weird because Canada actually has a backlog in terms of its intended level of uh immigration acceptance. Wow. I'm actually shocked because yeah. like I don't know if yeah. Canada is competing with Australia it's, or what. But it says it is, but you know, from from the regulations that you were uh, discussing, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It makes yeah. it harder. Right? Yeah. yeah, it definitely does. Mm-hmm. And recently, I think from India itself, there were like around seven hundred students deported. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 About about that. That. yeah. yeah because I think uh, that was again that was our fault. It wasn't like <laughs> any. And I was right to do that. But I think every student had to pay. a fine of i think 6500 oh dollars yeah oh it was, was it fine was it like was it an intentional thing or was it like so my scam scammed, were scammed. Yeah. yes were so scammed. i think you know these agencies like there are these operating mm-hmm. agencies in india it's basically mm-hmm. a middleman between the university and the student yeah. mm-hmm. and they said that oh come to us what we're going to do is we're going to take all of your documents mm-hmm. and then we're going to f- not forge them but we just send them to the university so now what they do is these students like again they like they have basic qualifications mm-hmm, you know yes. um mm-hmm. so they provide all of the documentations to this agency and the agency is like okay wherever like they have a checklist mm-hmm. that matches with the university's checklist and mm-hmm. wherever these students do not have like um the documents are missing they fake the documents mm-hmm. for example letter of recommendation mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. they might not be able to students might not be able to provide that from yeah. certain colleges and high schools back home because mm-hmm. teachers aren't allowed to do that they aren't licensed that well so then what the agency does is the middleman is they forge these documents mm-hmm. and they put some random name with some random license number right mm-hmm. license number and they send it to the university yeah and the university is uh, university people are like okay fine the, they've completed all the checklists mm-hmm. but when they dug deeper No, they no, found no, out that yes. you know they fake documents mm-hmm. there is no rita samuel with the license number 2548 working <laughs> actually she doesn't even exist yeah Aww. so you know and the agency they got their money they got their money from the student because the student does pay the middleman a fee yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah it was just it was <laughs> like a horrendous thing and the students weren't informed so the students were kept in the dark and at the end of the day they had to pay 6500 each oh yeah oh my god Yeah. So w- we were actually talking about that earlier how uh York uh has on its website more prominent warnings, you know, mm-hmm. for yeah. incoming international students yeah. because of this um and it's you know, it's so sad because uh the families were led to believe that this was how exactly. they could approach mm. the application. Yeah. Yeah. So Thank you no uh, both of you for uh doing our episode today. No uh, hopefully a lot of our listeners who are also international students when this comes out do tell your friends. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks 100%. for listening. Thank you. No problem. Okay. Bye. Bye.